Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You are being watched. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Person of Interest. These people irrelevant. We don't. Hunted by the authorities. We work in secret. You'll never find us. But victim or perpetrator, if your number's up, we'll find you. Today we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 13, titled Dead Reckoning. Oh boy. Oh boy. This episode, it is... It is fantastic. It is absolutely freaking phenomenal in pretty much every possible way. Not only does it provide a very engaging, very tense, very exhilarating story just on its own merits. Not only does it bring a brilliant climax to the Karastanton arc that we've been building up and 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 building up for weeks now, for like half the season... And then some. But it also... It also is a massive, massive turning point. For not just this season, but the entire series as a whole. Of all of... The early Person of Interest episodes. And for the record, I'm defining early episodes as seasons one and two. Of all of those episodes, I would say this is probably the most significant in terms of how it reverberates throughout the entire series, uh, throughout everything that comes afterwards. Like, it is no exaggeration to say that the things that happen in this episode, the conflicts that are introduced, the people we meet, the things that happen, everything this episode does sets up quite literally everything we are going to see of this story from here on out. There are two sections of Person of Interest. There is before this episode And after this episode, and after today, we are very much going to be living in the world of after this episode. So, it picks up right where the last one left off. Uh, Donnelly's car crashed. Kara Stanton uh, drugged and captured Reese, leaving Carter there all alone with a dead Donnelly and a missing Reese. There's this really, really great opening where Carter's just, like, staggering out of the car on the phone with Finch the entire time. And Finch is like, you cannot be there. You cannot be at the crime scene. You cannot be with this car. It will raise way too many questions that we cannot have. Uh, Go home and act like this never happened. And she does. That that's what she ends up having to do. Meanwhile, Reese wakes up on a bus. 
uh, with Kara standing across from him. We get an amazing, amazing confrontation between the two of them after years of both believing that the other is dead. And right next to him is Snow. Now remember, Snow was working for her under threat of a bomb vest. And guess what? Reese is now wearing pretty much the exact same bomb vest. So now they're both in the same situation of Kara Stanton saying to them, do what I want, do what I tell you to do, or you will explode. You will explode, and it will be bad. So, do the thing. And they actually end up doing quite a bit of things. They uh, take a hard drive that uh, Snow stole from a tech company a while back. But it was being modified by this one rando dude. They were going to pick it up from them, and they were like... Hey, I want a higher price. And Santa was like, no, and just murders him. And actually, there's like a moment where she wants Reese to do it. He refuses. And there's like this last warning of like, bomb powering up a little bit. And then Stanton just shoots them for him. And she's like, last warning, John. You gonna explode. You don't want to explode. So they get the hard drive. Uh, they take out a couple of ATF agents. And this is where we get to this building where a bomb threat has been called in. Now, there are 21 floors to this building. And only 20 of them are on record. Which means the 21st is something else entirely. That something else entirely turns out to be a DOD facility. You know, the Department of Defense. Kind of a big deal. All the while, by the way, uh, Finch, Carter, and Fusco are all working overtime to try and find Reese and get him back. They're, like, right on his trail. Uh, They follow um, this text that Reese sent. UXO, uh, unexploded ordinance. They follow this text to the place where they jump the ATF agents. And then that to the bomb threat building. So they're, like, just trailing behind him. Uh, But Reese and Snow have to go up to the DOD facility... And break in. Take out some guards. Take out security. uh, Get this one technician guy into this one research room. Where basically they have to steal something from these servers that they got set up in there. Now, what they're developing at this DOD facility, as Finch discovers, is... A lot of, like, 
huge, like, malware-based weapons. Cyber weapons abound. Any one of which could be used to cause, like, massive amounts of chaos. But when Reese sort of pulls away with this technician guy and is like, Hey, um, we're gonna call a friend of mine... Uh, because there's no signal in this place. It's set up like a little, um, little Faraday cage. And, uh, my, my partner, my fellow captive, who's really into the idea of self-preservation and doesn't want to take any chances, uh, he's over there out of earshot, so, uh, we're gonna call my friend Finch, and he's gonna tell us what the hell's going on. He's gonna tell us what the hell to do. And we find out, in conjunction between the technician and Finch, that the biggest, the biggest thing on here, the biggest thing on these drives, the biggest thing on these servers, is a massive super virus. That is powerful enough to possibly take out the entire internet. And if it's powerful enough to take out the internet, it's powerful enough to take out the machine. So Reese uh, immediately starts tampering with these servers, starts tampering with these drives, so that they'll erase themselves immediately. Snow, of course, picks up on this and is like, hey, what the hell? I don't want to explode. And Reese is like, we're not going to explode. And Snow's like, we are, though. And then they fight. (laughs) That is the worst description of any plot point in any story ever. He walks up to him and says, what the hell? We're going to explode. The other guy says, but we're not going to explode. But we are, though. And then they fight. <laughs> oh, my God. That, um... That's bad. That's, uh... That's a real bad description. <laughs> but we get this big fight between Reese and Snow. But then eventually... Stanton shows up. And is like, yeah, I didn't want to steal that. I knew... I knew you wouldn't follow the rules. I, I, I just needed you to clear a path. So that I could do what I actually wanted to do. And instead of taking something out, Stanton goes over to this other room and puts something in. Now we have no idea what this thing is. The only thing we know is that it's almost certainly bad. It is almost certainly a terrible, terrible thing. But, nevertheless, they put the thing in the thing. And then, Stanton's like, Alright. I'm leaving now, and I'm setting your bomb vest timers for five minutes. Good luck with that, assholes! Hey, remember that time that you both, like, had me killed? Remember that time that you tried to have me killed and you were acting on orders to have me killed? Remember that? Bye, assholes. I actually don't have a problem with you, random technician guy, but you're you're kind of just there. You're kind of just you, you, you might as 
You might as well. Like nothing. I'm sorry, dude. Like look, look. He, we got some personal shit going on here. You just got caught up in the middle of it, and now you're gonna die. Now you're gonna explode. Uh, sucks for you, man. But like you know, nothing personal. Uh, and then she leaves and traps them in this room. She says none of that, but <laughs> it was funny to say. <laughs> it was funny of me to recount that. Um, Snow and Reese and this technician dude are able to escape. They're able to get out of this room. And then Snow immediately attacks Reese when he tries to do the self-sacrifice thing. And Snow's like, nope. Uh, there's a CIA safe house a couple blocks from here. Probably a long shot, but it's literally my only chance, so... See ya, asshole! Bye! It is at this moment that Carter and Fusco show up, ready to save Reese, and Reese is like, No! There's a bomb! I can defuse it, though. There's a bomb! Go away! And then he goes up on the roof, and Finch is there, and is like, Hey! I'm here to rescue you. No, there's a bomb! But I can defuse it. No, there's a bomb! Get away! Hey! Idiot! I can defuse it! Okay. (laughs) And then we get this incredibly tense sequence. This uh, brilliant, brilliant moment. Where Finch has to hack the bomb vest. Has to hack the phone on the bomb vest. In order to disarm it. And what it comes down to. Is that there are a series of passcodes. Drop my pencil. There are a series of passcodes. On this phone. There are five options. Of which you only get three attempts. To unlock the phone with. So. This is a bit of a roulette. Fair to say. One attempt. Gone. Two attempts. Gone. We're now quite literally down to the wire. If Finch gets it wrong here, Reese gonna explode. But he gets it right! And Reese doesn't explode. The explosion was avoided. For Reese. But not for Snow. Who in his final moments. Gets comfortably into Stanton's car. And is like. Hi. I'm here to kill you for realsies this time. When Stanton immediately gets in her car. And then they both blow up. So Stanton. Dead. Snow. Dead. They're both. Off the board entirely. So yeah, Reese is safe, everyone else is not. <laughs> the other two are just off the board. And, conveniently enough, two birds, one stone, the FBI comes to Carter and is like, hey, we identified the two uh, people who broke into the DOD. Uh, they, uh, they are two ex-CIA agents, uh, Agent Snow. And Agent Stanton. And also, Snow fits the description of your guy in the suit. 
So, the FBI investigation on the guy in the suit is closed. Bye. So, quite literally, we have killed two big problems with one explosion. I feel like any joke I can make right now about explosions solving all our problems would be insensitive. So I'm not going to make them. <laughs> I'm not going to make those jokes. Because otherwise, I will get cancelled real fast. But just know, whatever joke you can think of, I have thought of it. And I am foregoing all of them. Uh, but yeah, genuinely, I- I- I've-, I've defaulted on a lot of humor. Because most of this is just, like, one giant intense sequence. Most of it is just one giant, like, heist movie. So there's not really a lot of, like, intricate plot points on this side of things. It's just one big thriller sequence. That's why I've been defaulting to a lot of jokes this episode. To make it interesting. Uh, But we are left with this... Malware. That's just there. That just exists on the net. We don't know what it is. All we know is that it is going to engage in five months. Whatever is going to go down, it's going to go down exactly five months from this moment. In In person of interest time. For us, it's going to be like a week and a half. But five months in the universe. But we don't know what it is. Now, here's the thing. Stanton was talking about working for someone. Quite a bit, actually. And we don't, we don't really know what that is. We haven't really talked about that yet. See, throughout this episode, we get a lot of flashbacks. A huge amount of flashbacks, in fact. To just after the explosion in China. Stanton was taken by some group. Held in a hospital bed. And was greeted by uh, some old guy. Who, by the way, um, this is John Nolan. Fun fact, he is the uncle of Jonathan Nolan, the creator of Person of Interest. Who is, in turn, the brother of Christopher Nolan. uh, Who is my favorite director of all time. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, But yeah. Solid nepotism happening here. But this old dude shows up and is like, Hey, I can, you can work for me and I will offer you the, the answers to the question. Whatever question you want asked. Whatever question you want me to answer, I'll answer it for you. And she... Asks the question. 
basically who tried to kill me. And this old dude's like, well, yes. Uh, well, I'm sure you have many graphic plans for Agent Snow. All of which would end up backfiring. Uh, i.e. huge explosion. But... Uh, that's not who you really want. You want uh, the reason you were there in the first place. Uh, the person who uh, sold that laptop. Uh, the person who allowed that laptop to be in China. I will give you the answer to that question if you do everything I tell you. And by the way, this dude has the laptop they were looking for in China. And... He says that it has the answer to the most interesting question. We don't know what that question is. Watch this dude. He is going to end up being this series' best villain. By quite a bit. But anyway, fast forward to just before the explosion... Stanton's on the phone with this dude, and it's like, okay, I did what you asked. Uh, tell me who it was. And he's like, well, this is the name of someone who shouldn't exist. Maybe you'll have better luck uh, finding him than I did. And she gets the name, gets in her car, and then, of course, fill in the blanks, explosion. But we see this little remnant of paper come down from uh, this is this explosion in the last moment of this episode. And on that paper reads the name. Harold Fitch. I'm not going to say anything. I am not going to say anything. Just know. Just know that this, this was the moment. This was the turning point. You have just witnessed the first step in the biggest conflict this show has to offer. What you have just seen in this episode, while it might not look like much, even I just finished saying that it was... Not so much plot-driven as it was one giant piece of tension-driven. Aside from those flashbacks and that one reveal. But, oh boy, trust me. Uh, This is... Welcome to the rest of the show. Welcome to the rest of Person of Interest. Glad you can make it. Get ready for some shit to go down. I will say that much. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so you can be here every single Monday through Friday as we go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Go over to Apple Podcasts. Right, uh, shit. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show 
patreon.com slash thomas clark pledge just a dollar a month i appreciate everything i get through there uh if you become a patron you can also get access to the television archive supplemental which i will be putting out there once every month or if that doesn't work for you you can also support the show directly via anchor i appreciate that as well uh tomorrow we will be discussing season two episode 14 talk event